The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Bill Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. We tape live at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson, and we are available wherever podcasts can be found. Uh, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, hey, leave us a rating, review, or a comment. It yes, goes please. a long way towards helping the show. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit that like button, man. Let's try to get this one up to 600 likes. Sounds good. The greatest likes ever, Larson. The greatest wrestling match ever. Uh, I'll just I'll throw out my take real quick, and then we'll get your All take, right. and, and and then we'll right. the takes will meet in the middle. Sure. Uh, Ross, our good friendo from mm-hmm. uh, Hall. Mm-hmm. I couldn't put it any better than he did. Yes, uh, he said this. Edge versus Orton was a celebration of pro wrestling hampered by effing silly tagline. Take the greatest wrestling match ever away from the build and everything is so, so much better. Fantastic match. I agree 100%. This is the one thing that this match sort of illustrated. Every little ingredient with pro wrestling matters towards the final piece of art, if you will. The crowd matters and they tried to and I'll be honest like when I took my earbuds out from our live stream and put my ear up to my iPad to actually listen to the crowd piping the 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 crowd noise they evidently allegedly piped in it didn't seem overbearing or anything they announced beforehand that they were going to give you an enhanced audio experience and Um, and video as well and video and they had extra camera angles I really like the the extra camera angles um, but even something like the build, and I mean, look, we get asked this question every once in a while. Hey, what was your favorite like a uh, 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 video package that built to a match? You know, I always like that Limp Biscuit one. Uh, you mm-hmm. have your favorite ones that you like. Yeah. Um, but it it goes to show that like the packaging of a match, the build of a match, really does matter when you take a look back at. The final analysis of what does this match mean in history, in in the context mm-hmm. of when you look back at something, where does this match rank with, you know, uh, uh, with other matches in history? And to give it this really weird catchphrase that really does feel like, because we, we were asked this question as well. Hey, Stephen Larson, do you think this might have been a scrapped Saudi Arabia angle? like the greatest wrestling match ever, like the greatest Royal Rumble ever. And it was a valid question. Evidently, like you read some stuff that would indicate that maybe it wasn't. Yeah. Um, And we have no evidence to suggest that it was beyond just the goofiness of the catchphrase. The wrapping of the match really did a disservice to how damn good this match actually was. I don't know that even without it, I ever would have considered it the greatest match ever. But if they had given this match a different an even more generic catchphrase or or rap or way to angle the build of this, I would have been taken aback by, oh my God, they did a punt, they did a rock bottom, this, that, and the other. Go ahead. Here's your tagline. Edge of tomorrow. Can Edge carry on with his career? <laughs> there you Can go. he handle a, a standard wrestling match after not doing one for nine and a half years? Edge yeah. of tomorrow. That's good. I like that too. Um, and he could throw like some Tom Cruise stuff in there. Uh, I guess well, he really want to. Terrific man, Ter- terrific movie too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, but no, I thought that it was it was a really really good match that just had like the weirdest like you know build. I guess you'd call it. I mean, the build wasn't even that weird. It was just the the wrapping, which I never I have never considered that in my life to analyze like a catchphrase and how it will impact you know, the standing of a match, but because when you hype something to be the greatest anything, it's like, okay, well now you have to stack it up, up against 
you know, the classics. And it's like, why don't you just let history decide instead of calling it? It's just one of those things where it's like, okay, WWE is just doing something really goofy for God knows what reason. And it ended up doing a disservice to the final product. Now, I'm going to look back on this match very fondly, but perhaps not in the same way that I would have. Uh, if they if they just hadn't built it the way they did because it's got that See, thing to it now. I never took the build as it being the greatest match ever seriously in the least. So going into this, I had zero expectation that I was ever going to come close to that. I was expecting some sort of wonk ending where where it, it, was, it was exposed to be uh, just a huge rib. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I, I was going to this under no uh, preconceived notion that I was I was expecting excellence. I was going into expecting this pretty solid match with maybe a weird ending. Mm-hmm. And considering that was my expectations, this vastly outpaced that. Yeah. So okay. I'm actually going to actually, given the 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 the, the packaging, the, the build the match, I'm going to have actually a way more favorable opinion of it because of of in some weird sense because of the expectations they set. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll think back on this as like, wow, this is a pretty damn good match with a weird title, and yeah, and that and that on, and I, did, I never put much stock in it anyway. So like, uh, I I just kind of, oh, you, oh, they're building us up to be the greatest match ever. Pfft, all right, whatever. And that was as much thought or, 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 or as much care as I put into it. Um, so I mean, in, in terms of the title they tried to bestow upon this match before it ever happened, great assault disregarded immediately. And so, I, at least personally, I felt like I walked in the, walked in this match. I was walked in this match expecting a basic Randy Orton match that they might have put a couple extra bells and whistles on, and this va- was vastly more than that. Yeah, but when you say grain of salt, dismiss it immediately. You don't, because you and I have been talking yeah, about this. No, you and I, you and I have been talking about this endlessly ever since they announced it and how weird it's been. So I'm not sure that I'm not sure that you actually have because you've I've heard you discuss this as like we have talked about this endlessly. Okay, what are they going to do here? What are they going to do here? No, I mean, I but the 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 center of those discussions was generally okay. How what kind of weird thing are they going to do at the end of this to give us a good match? And because of something Orton did, um, uh, it's going to deny us the greatest match ever. So on and so forth. You know what I mean? It was never in in a sense like what are they going to do in the course of this match to actually try to give us the greatest match ever? You know, um, and that's why I mean, at no point did I ever have a preconceived notions that they're going to they go out and put on a legit match of the year candidate. Never really crossed my mind, not that Orton or Edge aren't capable of it. It just never really crossed my mind. I kind of figured I, I kind of figured once I started hurting, like once I once I started hurting, once I started hearing that, like, I think Meltzer, I read somewhere that Meltzer had said maybe on radio, maybe in the newsletter, I don't know that they were actually going to give it a go at having just a really, really amazing wrestling match. I was like, okay, why didn't they just do it and not like be weird about it? So yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it was a tagline as a, a hook for the match. It was, it was needless. It was, um, they could have had the basic story. Orton challenging edge to a standard wrestling match, something that, uh, I re- imagine most wrestlers take for granted, mm-hmm. but yet it's something Edge hasn't done in about ten years, mm-hmm. and whether he could still compete at a high level. I mean, like that story is built into that. Excuse me, stipulation, if you will. If they had gone into the end of an era match, and instead they had given it this tag, I don't know. Now that I think about it, like I don't know, I'd probably still look back on that as a pretty favorable match. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, in a bubble, by any basically any conceivable measure, it was a really good match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, regardless, yeah, it was. It was. It was a really, really good. Because it's funny because one of our friendos said, "Yeah, you know, this it just seemed like a a standard main event match that that went to finish." And I kind of disagree. Like this would have been this leg, this match legitimately could have main evented. Probably pretty much. I don't know. This is yeah. This was this match like in a bubble could have main evented any pay per view kind of like ever. Like it was it was it a could have main if it had main evented WrestleMania it'd probably been in the top. Could you imagine if they put this match on at WrestleMania? I know. Yeah. This yeah. could have been like if this had happened at Mania, this is, would be in contention to be one of the top ten matches in Mania history. I feel like. Yeah. You know, they've got that um, weird tagline with it. And it's just, that's the thing is, I think the tagline, like was just the general conversation that I've seen. I'm not talking about like my own personal whatever. Yeah. When you look back on on iconic matches in history, 
and you think about the conversations had about them, the conversation here is going to be about the tagline and how the yeah. match maybe yeah. exceeded expectations. <laughs> but yes. like when you have a weird tagline, your expectation is like, okay, they're going to do something weird. I don't know. Yeah. I've seen in chat here, it's what Dom Hines here says. They have to be weird about everything. That's my thing about WWE. They just have to be weird about stuff. Yeah, no, they can't just, just let they things can't go. Just do things. I know. Yeah. That being said, hey, if you want this for like the seven days that you had it, no, it's fine. I'm more than willing to drop it off for seven days so you can have your no, fun with fine. it. No, it's fine. And I, that, well, that oh, let me ask you this. That, do I get, if I drop this off for seven days, do I get my poem? No, seven days have passed. No poem. I don't get a poem? No. You just you just left me high and dry in the poem, really? Well, I said it earlier in the week. I said, hey, don't worry about dropping off. Don't I'll just, I'll just yeah, for, but don't you. the poem, and you're like, okay, cool. Why is it on me to drop it off, though? Is that established that the person who lost it has to go drop it off? Sure. All right. Anyways. No precedent had been set. You're out and about more than I am. I don't go anywhere. I got it. Am I more than I? I'm out and about because I. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, you're, you're having what? a bad. What? Because well, what? Make with it. No, nothing. Don't worry about it. Uh, so, anyways, talk about the rest of uh, Backlash. I thought it was actually a. Uh, yeah, it was a decent show. I mean, it was, it was a <laughs> bit of a glorified. It was, yeah. Glorified, go, no, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. It's a glorified wildcard final, if you will, but like there was not really a dud match on the whole card. Um, they were all decent to pretty good. The main event was great. Um, you know, there was a couple interviews. I mean, it, a lot of these B-level pay-per-views really do feel like glorified Raw or SmackDowns because they, they try to shove a bunch of backstage stuff into them, like interviews and whatnot. They kept those to a minimum. There's like an AJ interview. That was the only mm. interview that occurred during the course of the show that was outside the context of a match that was happening during the show. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I really don't have any complaints about it. Yeah. Did it advance a ton of stories? Not a bunch. Granted, there's one match I missed because I was trying to dry out my laptop. Uh, Oscar versus Nia Jax. I missed that completely, even though I was gone for a matter of minutes. I wouldn't um, say you missed it, Bob. So that might be... I might have a more favorable opinion of the show since I missed that match. You told me what the finish was. And that was a bit of a head-scratcher. Yeah, um, it, it, it that didn't, that didn't like, dictate one way or another the, the show in general. It's not like that would have made a tipping point. Um yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like if the conversation wasn't around this weird tagline, this match being the main event, uh, it wrapped up in some other cool bullshit. Uh, one of uh, what I would have been like, ah, man, this is a pretty good show. But no, I don't know. Up until then, like you said, this is like like you said, a wild card finals. Uh, this was a uh, uh, like a raw SmackDown super show with uh, some payoffs. Um, I thought that the. Uh, 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 the Street Profits Viking Raiders thing was uh, way too long, but it was also a lot of fun, I thought. It was really ridiculous. It was horribly ridiculous. It was really weird, but that's been in keeping with what they've been doing, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see. Yeah, otherwise, like, okay. So, like... Lashley versus Drew McIntyre had a finish that was fit for a raw match. Um, that was that was that was a, that was a fun physical match. The match itself was good, but like yeah, the but the, but the, the 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 yeah the finish itself would, would not have been out of place on a raw. It was just would have been on a raw because it didn't really give us like Drew definitively beating Bobby Lashley. Mm -hmm. uh, Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus again, fun physical match wouldn't be out of place on a SmackDown. Uh, you know, yeah, you, dude. You know what would have made this? You know what would have made this pay per view? Uh, uh Brian versus AJ. Mm -hmm. But then people would have been like, "Well, you know, God, I don't know, man. I don't know. That'd have been weird." This man, this pay per view just got me in fits, man. I guess so. I wonder if part of the reason they had uh, the Intercontinental Title tourney final, uh, Brian versus AJ on SmackDown. Oh, now I know why it, it was, and they taped it two weeks ago. Yeah. And AJ was here, so it's probably, I imagine, because Daniel Bryan wanted some time off. Oh, no. It was because they didn't want people saying that that was the greatest match ever on a card. That well, maybe that must have But, I mean, I mean, if that was the case, they could have filmed it. They filmed it like the prior TV tapings, you know, yeah. not the most recent one. Yeah. So I, I, part of it makes me wonder if, if it was a situation where Daniel Bryan, you know, wanted some time off or something like that. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Um. So, uh, so anyways, I don't know. Let's just start at the beginning. Let's sure. Beginning was the kickoff show. 
got a U.S. title match there. That was a bit short for my taste. This was actually shorter than uh, a lot of uh, uh, Apollo and Andrade's previous encounters on Raw. Uh, Kevin Owens comes out, joins commentary, um, and uh, he plays until the finish. This is a decent enough match. They did a couple really cool things. It was really uh, short, and they and they and they fit a bunch of cool stuff into it. Yeah. Yeah, but it was really short. That slingshot draping DDT that Andrade did on, on Apollo was insane. Yeah, it was rad. Uh, so towards the finish, Cruz hits his press slam, uh, moonsault, shooting star press combo. Uh, Angel Garza gets up on the apron to distract the ref. Kevin Owens gets away from commentary, pulls him off, hits him with a stunner. Uh, Apollo's kind of pay attention to that. He turns around, walks into a hammerlock DDT. No, he escapes that, hits his powerbomb finish for the win. Uh, and successfully retains that U.S. title. I always just get worried, man. I didn't. I I, I said that it, I thought that Apollo was going to lose here just because of the Heyman stuff. And then, like I read, I think Wrestle Talk had or somebody Meltzer had somebody. I don't know who it was said that you know. And because here's the thing, like it's not shocking at all that Vince would be making last minute changes to this pay per view because I think the greatest wrestling match, the Orton Edge, was uh, pre filmed mm-hmm. and uh, everything else was live. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously not the street profits, but everything else, um, and uh, and so you know, I had heard or I'd read that uh, McMahon had sort of uh, changed some of the directions that Heyman was going into, and I kind of figured that'd be the case here. And I'm always just worried that they're going to pull the rug out from under Apollo at any given moment, and that no, might still be the case. But they totally. gave him a clean again; mm-hmm. they had him cleanly mm-hmm. pin Andrade. Which mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully, says a lot for how they think of Apollo. Um, yeah. I, you know, uh, wh- wh- whatever this call it alliance, friendship, whatever has to do with Kevin Owens. I really hope that look, man, Kevin Owens is a big, big deal. If Kevin turns heel uh, on Apollo, and that leads to a, a, a situation where Apollo gets a win over Kevin Owens, what a great way to elevate a young talent that mm. should have been elevated a long time ago. Yeah, definitely. We'll see if that happens. Uh, main show kicked off in earnest with a uh, show opening video package hyping up Edge versus Orton. Pretty well done. First match of the main card we get for the Women Tag Team Championships. Uh, Alexa and Nikki versus the Iconics versus Sasha and Bailey. So uh, before Sasha and Bailey made their way uh, to the ring, they had an interview backstage. Bailey kind of shoves off the, uh, the SmackDown Women's title onto Sasha to hold while she's doing the interview, um, Bailey says they're the first and best ever tag champs. And then Sasha calls Bailey the greatest champ in uh, SmackDown history. And then Sasha leaves, and Bailey gets on Kayla for trying to ask questions that would uh, lead one to think that uh, if they were to lose this match, her and Sasha's friendship might come to an end. Mm-hmm. And then she goes down the ring for match. Yeah. Um, anyways, this is a pretty quick match, but it was actually pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. It finished with, I mean, there was all sorts of towards the finish. There was all sorts of, uh, you know, false finishes where a third person would come in and break it up. In this case, uh, Alexa, I like that. They're finally doing these triple threat tag matches rather than just having two people in the ring. There's one. I agree. I know. I like this better. Um, Alexa bliss hit twisted bliss onto Peyton Royce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Sasha runs in grabs Alexa off of Royce and rolls her up for the win. They retain, and this should be fun, man. They're going to have an NXT tag match against Tegan Knox and uh, Shotzi Blackheart coming up this Wednesday. That'll be be a lot of fun. That'll be a really cool match. Yeah. Looking forward to that one. Next, Braun shows up at Performance Center. He parks his car. His Buick Grand National got the windshield fixed for now. Mm, Didn't matter. But we'll find out more about that later. After that, we had Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. I should have thought about this, man. Somebody gets drenched in urine by another competitor. That competitor is standing strong. I'm sorry, standing tall because he threw pee-pee on somebody else. But you, you, you forget that following that, following Sheamus going to the laboratory to try to wash himself off, there was a brawl backstage between two of them. That was inconclusive. So to end the episode... No one really stood tall. The implication, though, was that Seamus took some of that pee to his mouth and nose sinus area. Yeah, it got into his mucous membranes. I understand. To me, a brawl is nothing compared to having another man's thick, viscousy 
a gooey pea, just the thickest of golden pea, all in his grill. To me, that the, the math you know should play out but, there. But at the same time, Hardy has been so humiliated mm-hmm. at every turn by Sheamus. Mm-hmm. Sure, uh, it would have made all the sense in the world for him to also get the win. That's, that's why neither of us had a ton of confidence on this. Truth, match. truth, yeah. Because yes, I think either of us could have seen it go either way. Uh, you know, one would assume that uh, at, at next pay per view, Extreme Rules, we're gonna get another match between the two of these uh, two individuals. That being said, this match was pretty darn good yeah. and physical rough yeah man it hurt some of these spots um towards the end uh Seamus uh posts Jeff Hardy sends him to the ring post um uh that doesn't seem right I think I had that backwards Hardy posts Seamus sorry follows with a twist of fate Swanton goes for the cover Seamus gets his foot on the ropes Angie's list is now Angie and we've heard a lot of theories about why I thought it was an eco move Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Which we don't usually... uh, uh see happen when someone eats a twist of fate. Mm-hmm. Sorry, a swanton. Although I feel like that happened before Hardy got hurt. I'm surprised it actually doesn't happen more often. Because you're right next to the rope. It seems pretty easy to put an arm out, put a leg out, because you're not that far from the ropes usually. Oh, when Jeff he... never pulls them more towards the center of the ring. He never does that. Oh, I think they're far enough away. In this case, usually. Anyway, so... Uh, Seamus is a big dude. He is tall. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Oh, so no. they're, they're ringside. Hardy's doing the, the bit where he's running along the barricade going for a running f- form. What? What'd you say? Sorry, no. I said, oh, no, because you cut out. And then you... you uh, you. It's okay. Go ahead. All right. Very well. Um, and then Seamus, instead, bro kicks him, tosses him in the ring, bro kicks him again. I thought for sure that that first bro kicked on the outside of there. I was like, oh, that he's, he spent his one finisher. He saved a finisher, man. Mm-hmm. So he hit another one in the ring, like almost directly. Yeah. yeah. Are people running? Are, are people like running, chasing after Jeff Hardy backstage, asking him if he's going to resign? And he's like, I don't know. They're like, okay, fine. Well, apparently, according to his brother, he's got a lot of time left on his deal. Yeah, apparently. Also, we had to me- we had to mention Apollo had new theme music, but I don't know how he did. N- but somebody in our chat, I think, earlier mentioned they were like, "Hey, I was gonna, I was wondering when you guys would would mention that, as if that's been a while." I didn't notice it on Raw, or actually this week on Raw, I think I, he had that promo. He did, yeah. And I think, and he he didn't actually make an entrance for that promo. I don't think no. he was already in the ring. I think no. I don't know, man. Maybe we missed it. Maybe we're slipping. Maybe somebody in chat will know. Oh, these two people said he had it on Raw. All right, we're slipping. Raw, Raw is a black hole, man. It's difficult well, to understand too, exactly what's going on there. There's portions I watch live. There's portions I record uh, to get it all in before we do a recap. So sometimes when I record stuff, I will just fast forward until I see like action happening or someone actually talking. Mm-hmm. So if he had a new theme on Raw, that's, and, and I miss it, that's 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 on that's on Larson. That's my bad. Yeah. Uh, I want to apologize for the fact that I don't really pay too close attention because I know that somebody it's, else. It's an is upgrade. His new his new theme is an upgrade. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. 
I need to I need to hear it a couple more times to really understand. There's it, lyrics it, in this was, one, right? There's like yeah, a person it's instant, singing. It's instantly more distinctive than the previous theme. <laughs> if there's somebody the, singing uh, in it, the then synth you know. horns going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next, we had a Miz and Morrison interview. They're telling Kayla, "We don't have time for an interview. We're too busy preparing to be the next Universal Champion." And then Kayla tells them, "Well, here in the pre-show, uh, it was announced that whoever scores the pinfall." will actually win the universal title. They will not share the belt. And of course, they kind of look at each other and are all, hmm. Mm. Now, uh, let me then, ask you this. Is there any chance that that was just something Kayla made up to try to get back at them, to try to sow division? I mean, she said it was announced during the kickoff show. So unless she's the one doing the announcement. Oh, see, I was not paying attention during the kickoff show either. So there you go. There you go. Mm. And then Otis walks in. Uh, he calls out Miz and Morrison for talking trash. He was saying that he looked like he was pregnant with the oh, roasted yeah. turkey or something like that. And he says, uh, I may cash in uh, on uh, whoever w- wins tonight regardless. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, that dude is hes slimming down. His belly, it looks flatter. hes He's getting in universal champion shape. Let me hey, ask bro- you something. Yeah, go ahead. If he gets a, a bit more svelte. Uh, are you will, you will you be cool with the half shirt? No, no, no. What's it going to take for you to be cool with the half shirt? Okay, I'll, uh, once he looks like Billy Gunn. All right. The only other man in professional wrestling history who was able to pull off the half shirt. Once he uh, looks Sha- like Shawn Michaels pulled it off. When did Shawn? My- I'm not saying that he didn't. When did he? When did he wear a half? I think shirt? in the DX uh, days, he, he used to wear a half shirt. Oh yeah, well that's different though. That's different. Did he wear a half shirt, really, in the he, DX? He wore days? a half shirt before. Yeah, he's wore he wore a half shirt. Yeah, but that what that didn't define him. I feel like Otis's half shirt kind of defines him, dude. Somebody I mean, show, somebody give me a picture of Shawn Michaels with a half shirt. I think that's the least of of Otis's worries in terms of being a believable uh, Universal Champion. Honestly, you yeah, gotta get maybe. a new finish before before I'm even gonna come close to worrying about a half shirt. I don't see uh, any. I typed in. I typed in Shawn Michaels half shirt. Man. I'm pretty sure the picture of him with stitches in his face from the, the Hell in a Cell match against Undertaker, <laughs> his hair in a ponytail or in a braid, and he's got a half shirt on. We also thought that it was uh, primetime Brian Lee that wore the Undertaker's I know. Uh, mask. <laughs> and I feel like the segment where he and Triple H were eating bananas. He oh, wait a second. Wait a second. Oh, did he wear Did he Was he wearing a half shirt with the bicycle shorts when he was in that first SmackDown episode? I, no, I, he, had, he had cut off sleeves. He, he had cut off sleeves. He didn't have a half shirt. See, everybody here is misremembering stuff. <laughs> I don't believe he had a half shirt. Did Kofi? Oh, no. Yeah, Kofi can pull off a half shirt. Did Kofi yeah, have yeah, a half shirt? Yeah, he does shirt? it all the time. Well, yeah, that's time. fine. Kofi looks great, though. Kofi looks like a comic book character. Anyways, no man, no, no half shirt, no half shirt. Well, yeah, the least of his concerns, least of his worries. I'm not saying it's his top priority. I'm also not saying it's his last priority. So you do a Google search for, I do a Google search for Shawn Michaels half shirt, and it it's it's not gonna get us anything. <laughs> Anyways, tell me what happened this Nia Jax Oscar match because I missed the whole thing. Man, most of this match took place on the outside. They did this bit where. Uh, uh, what Oscar and her or uh, Nia Jax takes a bump over the top rope onto the apron onto the floor, and it was it looked pretty good. Like I was kind of worried for Oscar goes outside. And Nia Jax just basically starts like, uh, so like basically start Oscar was trying to like chop her down, you know, mm-hmm. and none of that was working. Nia Jax was sort of no selling everything, and so they end up on the outside. Nia Jax starts like basically throwing Oscar into the barricade, uh, and then like she, you know the ref starts counting. And then, like, there's no indication that Nia Jax understands that she cannot win a match via double countout. She certainly can't win a title via double countout. So uh, that that's how that went down. Hmm. Yeah. That's a disappointing finish. Asuka seemed disappointed, but I'm like, why? Like, Nia Jax, theoretically in kayfabe, does not have a leg to stand on when it comes to a next match because she could Asuka just point out, hey, she didn't even try to like get the, this action back in here, and she had control. Like she didn't even try to dump Oscar on the ground and then run in there. So, yeah, but they'll do another thing at Extreme Rules. Oh, obviously, yeah. Mm-hmm. This seems to be the case. Some sort of uh, false can anywhere. Or they might do a triple threat no with DQ. her and Charlotte if Charlotte keeps on getting involved with all that stuff. Uh, I kind of feel like they're going to save Charlotte and Oscar for SummerSlam. Yeah. So you still can't find a picture of Shawn Michaels in a half shirt. 
So maybe it's one of those things that's just easily misremembered. I don't know. I think it's one of those things that's not easy to find. Um, well, that too. But it, it probably exists. I trust you. Uh, after that, we had Lana and MVP backstage. And uh, 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 she's like, hey, man, uh, Bobby's, uh, it's taken him 13 years to get this opportunity. I want to be out there at ringside with him to see it through. And he says, well, you're having the converse, this conversation with the wrong person. I didn't say anything about you not being there at ringside. Your husband did. So my name's Bennett and I ain't in it. And so uh, she was like, oh, okay. So anyways, after that, we had uh, Miz and Morrison versus Braun. Kicked off with finally, they were able to debut their music video, Hey Ho. And uh, it was it's like a very 80s inspired thing. I thought it was actually a very clever music video. Um, and uh, but then once again, like after they got into it, I don't think it finished because bronze train music started. Did they do the uh, the the film rip transition again, like they did on SmackDown? Uh, I think so. Maybe I don't know. Something it, it happened and I got confused, and then I saw bronze train, and I was like, oh okay, they're doing this they again. Confused. That's annoying. I was really into the video. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, they, the whole thing. The whole thing was on the pre-show again. Maybe I should start watching the pre-show. We we started late in the pre-show. We we started right as they were doing the uh, the the match. It was really good though. Okay, so Anthony Epps says no half shirt yet, but man, HBK loved those short shorts. Yeah, look, even if you find it, I, I I encourage everybody to go out and look for his half shirt. You know, but yeah, hey, listen, if Otis can look like Billy Gunn or Kofi or uh, Shawn Michaels, then yes, I will be totally okay with it. I will give my a blessing. I just don't think that's going to get there. I don't think it's going to happen. Anyways, this match was kind of anticlimactic because we all knew that Miz and Morrison has absolutely zero chance of winning this particular bout. Things did get a little interesting at one point uh, when uh, uh, Miz and Morrison go on an extended uh, bit of offense. Uh, Miz and Morrison hit the skull-crushing finale top rope double stomp combo. Uh, Miz is kind of celebrating. Morrison goes for the cover. Miz turns around and pulls Morrison off. And then as soon as he does, he's like, oh, gosh, I just made a terrible mistake. Mm-hmm. Puts him back on. By this point, Braun's come to enough <clears throat> that uh, he just kicks out, tosses Morrison out of the ring during the kickout. And then uh, Miz and Morrison try to continue the offense. Can't. Braun choke slams Miz. Uh, power, slums, power slams Morrison to get the win. Okay, so uh, Nightfall says, I think he wore a half shirt when he was. No, wait. Uh, somebody said he was wearing a half shirt when they were eating the bananas. Jonathan said yeah. that. I'm looking yeah, at I the, said that too. I'm looking at the picture right now. They're not. Well, the picture, all the pictures I can find is it's like it, you can't tell if he's got a half shirt or not. Yeah, you'd be able to tell this one. I don't know. We gotta watch. You gotta watch the actual video. I can see remember during the banana bit that he's had a half shirt on, and I'm not the only one. <laughs> okay, Anthony says he wasn't. He's one of those things. But then look what he said after that. He said, "I saw that picture." All right. He didn't say he saw the video. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> after that, we had an AJ Styles interview. Said he is the greatest champion in WWE history. He is the greatest champion on this flat earth. Brian might fight for his dreams, but I make my dreams happen. And uh, he's saying he's not saying that Daniel Bryan isn't great. He's just not phenomenal. I miss my friends. Yeah. I miss my friends. Poor AJ. I feel bad for AJ. People make fun of him because he believes the earth is flat and his and his friends are gone. Oh, man. Has Somebody asked, has Montez Ford worn a, a half shirt? Nope, he's got a half shirt on. I'm watching the video right now. Does he? Yeah. I don't know, man. I see this picture. It doesn't look like it. No, I am watching the video right now of him in a half shirt. I just Googled DX eats video. <laughs> 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 the issue is that he wore kind of high-waisted pants so what you actually see is maybe like i don't know two to three inches as opposed to full full midriff. yeah sure but no that's definitely a half shirt all right oh crap oh i got i got audio going right now let's oh no mute side. oh no let's see here oh dude that's not a ha- that's barely oh you're right that's not like Otis, though. Otis wears it like a sports bra. All right, but still, it's a half shirt. It's cut off. It's cut off uh, above the waist. It's a half shirt, man. 
Yeah, but those are different. High waisted pants. Yeah. Anyways, if Otis, like, like I said, if Otis looked like that, then I'd have no problem with it. All right, I'm just happy I'm not losing my mind. I remember that correctly. Sometimes oh, you're losing your mind. You're losing your mind. You literally just dunked your laptop. Oh, come in, on. That's an accident that happened to anybody. In a fish you tank. Pretzels too, you reach over to grab your pretzel too hastily. You accidentally hit the top of your water cup and boom, water everywhere. Hap- could happen to anybody. Young, old, doesn't matter. I don't know, man. You got to lay off those pretzels. Those pretzels got you in a... They were making me thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> These pretzels are making me very thirsty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, next, we had Bob Lashley taking on Drew McIntyre. Uh, Lashley got to the ring first, and uh, as soon as Drew got in the ring, uh, Bob Lashley put him in the full Nelson. And unlike New Japan, <laughs> yeah. AEW, the bell didn't ring immediately. Yeah, boo. So, you know, the full Nelson's in. No one breaks that full Nelson. <laughs> Rest come in, try to break it up. No one can free Drew. Eventually, Lashley breaks the hold. Uh, ref asked Drew if he wants to continue. Of course, Drew, being a fighting champion, says yes. Bell rings, and naturally, because Drew was in the full Nelson for a good 90 seconds to two minutes, Lashley has the upper hand immediately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That being said, there's a lot of good back and forth in this match. Uh, it took Drew a while to get in the rhythm uh, to finally mount consistent offense. Uh, but when he did, um, well, obviously, led him to victory. There was at one point where Lashley, this bit was kind of funny. So Lashley is trying to get Drew in the full Nelson. And so he has his arms in position. He just can't lock his fingers. But I swear, like, his fingertips were touching. Mm-hmm. But Drew was just able to kind of, you know, at least in kayfabe, power out of it enough where he could stumble around the ring enough to eventually get him to break, the, to, to release it. And, and then ramps his head and turnbuckle, reverse Alabama slam. But just the length of, uh, of the whole sequence was just kind of funny. To me. Yeah, yeah. No, I liked I liked this match, man. There was some cool stuff going on. There was one scary. It was spot. physical. It was super physical. There was one scary. There was actually a couple scary spots, but there was one of them where uh, uh, Lashley. I think that I think the idea was he was gonna like hold Drew and then ram him into the post, but like he he sort of stumbled. He lost his footing, and so he sort of he tried to like slam him or he tried to like tip him over, and he almost like dumped a him on his driver. head. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah exactly. Kind of, yeah. yeah. And so we almost dropped him on his head. That was super scary. Um, but uh, but no, this is a really fun match. This is like one of the better Lashley matches I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and yeah, they well, they really the whole sequence. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Well, no, just the in, in general terms, you know, the idea that he would do these power moves and Drew would kick out at one, and then man, towards the finish, he had him for two, and then that's when it all fell apart. But what were you gonna say? I was going to mention there's a sequence uh, that went on a uh, pre-extended sequence where they were doing a bunch more submission moves. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one where Drew reverses the spear into a Kimura lock. Uh, there was another mm, yeah, that, yeah, oh, yeah. before that, actually. Sorry. So Drew goes, goes up to the top rope axe handle. Lashley catches him, locks him in the cross face. Drew powers out, goes for a tombstone. Lashley reverses that into an ankle lock. Uh, Drew eventually rolls over, pushes him off. Uh, that's when Lashley goes for the spear. Drew locks in a Kimura. Lashley asked to the ropes. That was great. That was mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was smooth. It was it was really good. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. At the finish, though, after uh, Lashley hits a spear, gets a two, Lana comes down to ringside, gets on the apron. Uh, Drew headbutts Lashley, sends him into Lana, sends Lana to MVP. Lashley turns around, eats Claymore. Yep. Drew gets the win. Yeah. What a drag. You know what would have been like yeah. just a little bit better? Have Lashley kick out of the Claymore, but then have him eat another one right afterwards, and then he gets the win. You know what I mean? Like, Lashley, man, I really want them to keep on building this guy up. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the, the the chemistry between Lashley and MVP are, is great. The chemistry great between together. them is great, and the chemistry between Lashley and Drew is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Impact put up. Uh, we've heard a couple uh, uh, compliments about their match, their series in Impact, and uh, they uh, Impact put up a Slam Anniversary from 2016 match uh, that they. Oh, and Drew Drew hit a Tombstone then, and he went for one tonight, mm-hmm. which was pretty. I like, interesting. I like they were referencing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool stuff. They know that there's a lot of Impact fans out there. Um, Apparently, so yeah. Stupid Lana comes, gets involved. Boo. Jesus, this next thing is so. How do you know what to make of all this? I don't know what to make about this. It's First, a mess. It's an absolute mess. Parts of it are fun. 
it's just an absolute mess. Some of it was is, just like, why are we still sitting here watching this? But some yeah. of it was so funny. So uh, it was announced that Street Profits and Viking Raiders it was announced today. I think we're going to have a raw tag uh, title match. So after the Lashley Drew match, we cut backstage. They're brawling in the parking lot. Uh, Ray Rowe gets tossed into the windshield of Braun's car. And the first thing that crosses my mind is like the last time we see the four of these dudes, they were like basically all friends. They had had, had been through an extended thing where uh, competitive, extended series competitive events. And it seemed at the end of this, a bond had been formed between the four. And then, you know, six days go by and they're throwing hands. Why? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You can. Maybe I, there's something in the pre-show that we missed. I don't know. Oh, that's a um, distinct someone, possibility. Someone stepped on somebody else's foot or, or Ray Rowe accidentally spilled Montez's uh, contents of his cup. I don't know. This is um, one of those things. Usually I'm not a fan of writing where the audience has to fill in the blanks. This is one of those things that we've seen uh, violence kick up over the stupidest things so often that I'm totally fine with them entering on them already fighting. I'm fine with that. Anyways, this just yeah, I, I'm still not sure what to make of it. They're brawling backstage. Uh, at one point, Pro- the Street Profits finds golf clubs. They get them to use as weapons. Uh, War Raiders apparently brought their shields and in Ray Rose case, an axe or Hanson, bowling ball. Profits uh, take their leave, but then they stop in some sort of hallway type thing which is a temporary situation because it's like it's just like vinyl uh, mm-hmm. curtains for walls. So they have a stare down there and Montez is like, all right, let's, let's put our weapons down and fight like men. Uh, they continue to brawl. Uh, at one point, Hanson gets laid out. Uh, his bowling balls in front of him. He has a, one of three dream sequences. This one going back to the bowling competition comes to throws the ball at Montez hits him in the front area. Uh, uh, Hanson, Let's go over to check on Roe later on. Uh, Doc and Spears him through a window. Uh, that's when uh, Hanson has another dream sequence. This time, fantasizing about eating turkey legs. <laughs> so uh, Ray Rowe and Ford, they come into the interior of this building now since they both went through the window. Uh, they help up their partners. Wondering why everything escalated so quickly, Hanson says, yeah, why don't we take this outside? Thing is, they're already outside at that point. They'd walk back through the, the window or the door. They square up like they're going to fight some more. And then a bunch of dudes on motorcycles show up. Uh, the leader of this uh, crew gets off his bike, takes off his helmet. It's Akira Tozawa. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot you ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And it says anything that they can do, we can do better. And it's not so, just anybody on motorcycles. It's a It's a gang of ninjas. <laughs> so That's then the street so profits and the raiders they huddle up uh they said they're gonna take them on together and thus the viking profits are born they had little graphics up and everything 
we have both said as recently as this past Monday night that we wanted to see them form a faction, man. I want to yeah. see that faction continue the Viking Where I thought we were going, man. man. I thought we were going there. That's what I want to see. So uh, the, the motorcycle crew attacks, brawl breaks out. Uh, Viking Prophets think they win the day, and then uh, Tazawa waves in somebody else. It's that super tall guy from NXT, I believe. Yeah, he's like really tall. And during the course of the brawl, Hanson lost his turkey leg in a bush. Mm -hmm. Got hit out of his hand. And so he uses Force Jedi powers to bring the turkey leg back to him. <laughs> uh, and then the tall dude gets out a sword, and the Viking Prophets are like, we don't want to do this. They run away. They run up to the top of the production truck. Uh, Hanson, sure, he loses his breath from running so much, I guess. Um, and uh, then they start all, start all, all argue about who beat up all the ninjas. Yeah. And then uh, they start brawling because they were arguing about that. And then there's a dumpster below the truck. Dawkins bulldogs Ray Rowe off the top of the Prussian truck. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. And then Hanson kind of accidentally pushes Ford off it into mm -hmm. the dumpster. And then Hanson falls with a swanton. So they're all in there. Another dream sequence for Hanson, this time with all the, the women in the various competitions telling him that he's handsome. Mm -hmm. So then Jessica Carr shows up, the referee, says, hey, your match is next. It tells Hanson that he's cute, tells Ray, Ray Rowe, not so much. And Montez, uh, Montez is singing the song. Oh, God dang it, that's funny. And then for some reason, there's a damn octopus in that dumpster. And that's how it ends. That's how it ends. They're trying to get away from an octopus. Oh, man. I don't know who came up with the octopus ending, but give them a raise. Because, like, who the hell just thinks of that? I mean, look, if that if that 20-minute segment was cut down to, like, 10 minutes, I'd be, like, crazy about it. I'd be absolutely crazy about it. It's just there were, like, some extended periods of, like, silence. And I was like, okay, I get what they're doing. It's funny, but there's, like, little chunks of inspiration, and then the rest of it is just sort of, like, there. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it was weird. I'm all about it, man. I don't want to see these guys wrestle. I just all want right. to see these. Okay, well, Anthony said it was an octopus, and then Tony says it was an alligator, but it definitely looked like a tentacle to me. I thought, I thought it was a giant it tentacle. I thought it yeah, was a tentacle. too. All right, well. It was a tail. A crocodile tail? All right. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. They're in Florida. Yeah, yeah. I it's, crocodiles. It's... All over the place. All right, everybody's saying it was a tail. Well, it was a tail end. All right, fair enough. I mean, this is a it's watching on this. Didn't really get all the detail. I'm not uh, too uh, wizened when it comes to zoo animals. See, but then Duckman says it was a tentacle, and Josh Denby says uh, it was a reference to Star Wars, a trash compactor. Oh, you know what we could do? We'll do a poll. Uh, there you go. Do a poll. I'll do a poll here for our Twitch, our Twitch chatters. There you go. Yeah. So then we get the Edge Orton recap package leading into the greatest match ever. Uh, early on is a situation where Orton was, uh, you know, being a pro wrestler, doing pro wrestler things, pro wrestling moves. And, he, and Edge was wondering if he could keep up. Like at one point, Edge is running the ropes. Uh, Orton uh, hits the mat, trips him up, sends him ringside. Uh, eventually, though, there's a good sequence uh, before that where Edge is hitting a couple uh, hip tosses, goes for a third. Orton backs away from it. Feels like early on, Orton is one step ahead of Edge. Uh, that is until Edge sends him out of the ring with some uh, head scissors, uh, goes up top. Orton's on the apron, punches him off, hits a couple more shots, tries for a superplex to the floor. Edge fights him off, sends him the apron. Uh, Edge hits a lariat off the second rope to the floor. Orton at some point is busted open, and Edge kind of starts working over Orton's arm at that point, um, and then eventually locks Orton to a cross face. Orton gets the rope, goes for an RKO. Edge avoids that, locks in the arm triangle. Or it gets the ropes again. Still not exactly sure. So uh, for those who may not know, as reported earlier today, I believe mm. via Fightful oh, yeah. Select, that uh, Edge suffered an injury during this match. Apparently tore his tricep. Yeah. Don't know exactly when it happened, but at a certain point, you definitely saw some bruising. Yeah. Bruising going on probably back in this region. So tail one, there. but not really decisive. I'm well decisively yes, but like it's a 57 to 43 split. So yeah. uh, like the majority says tail, but. 43% of people think it's a tentacle. I thought I saw little suckers on the bottom. Me I too. I it was a tentacle. Let me go back and look at it. Go ahead. So, yeah. So, yeah. It looked like at some point he, uh, yeah, it, that that happened. That's been reported. It's a real thing. Yeah. That's a bummer. So, there's uh, quite a, you wouldn't tell if you didn't know. Because it didn't seem like, granted, I know this was shot in advance. And they could edit around any sort of 
breaks or whatever. And obviously, I know they, they did the enhanced video thing, so there's a couple extra shots. Like, there's a decent overhead shot looking down the ring that is very reminiscent of what they use in boxing matches a lot these days. Um, but then they would go for inserts at certain moments, like the opening lockup. They did a, a insert shot from below Edge and Orton looking up at them locked up. Mm-hmm. That was like it was wide angle, so it distorted the space. It just didn't work. Um, there's a couple others, like when uh, Orton was setting up Edge for a draping DDT, they did a close-up of Edge underneath of him. Again, maybe if they used a better lens, this is all technical crap, uh, a better lens to make it look a little more realistic and not so cartoonish, it would have been okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, by and large, they stuck to the traditional uh, visual language you're used to in pro wrestling. And sometimes when you do that so consistently and you toss in a shot you're just not used to, it can be jarring. Yeah, um, I would be totally fine if they filmed Raw and SmackDown on NXT like this. Like, I thought that I thought that it was, I thought that it did add to the match. I thought that it add to what the story being told. I think filming it this way, I think filming all the matches can add to them. Um, I, I don't know about the about the piping and noise. Like, I'm not necessarily a. The thing about the piping and the noise is that it's just it's if everybody knows that it's fake. Like it just it lessens the effect, you know. Yeah, it's like it. Yeah, it just does. But I'll be honest with you, I like this. I liked this match. Sort of, I don't know, in a bubble better than uh, the Champa Gargano cinematic match. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I was not in that one at all. Yeah, I was kind of into that one, but I thought that especially with those two, especially with with. Champ and Gargano, we had already had so many great wrestling matches that doing a cinematic thing, even like though they down. did it, it just, yeah, it's just, it's like, yeah, it's manipulative when we know that they can bring the real thing. Like well, AJ versus The Undertaker is the kind of thing, the Boneyard match as a cinematic, it works because it was so over the top and they were trying to do something that wasn't a wrestling match. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm not opposed to doing a cinematic match, but if you're going to do it, if you're going to pre tape a match, this was a good way to do it just without the piped-in noise. Yeah. Well, the thing about the 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 Champa Gargano one is, as you said, we've seen them put on excellent matches before. And by and large, this, this I understand it was supposed to be a fight because I guess in certain respects, the, it's supposed to be more heated, I guess, from emotional sense. But it just felt like a brawl. It didn't feel mm. like anything special match-wise. Anyways, getting back to this one. So we have a pretty extended feeling out process. There's a lot of rest holds, a lot of headlocks. Uh, and then at one point, uh, uh, Orton is going for a draping DDT off the top. Edge escapes that, hits the impaler, his old finish back in the day, gets a two. Shortly thereafter, uh, Orton uh, showing off the, the the breadth of his wrestling skills, reverses something from Edge, hits an Olympic slam, gets a two, goes for a drop kick. Edge catches him, power bomb that earns him a two count. Uh, Orton goes for or hits a draping DDT, sets up for an RKO. Edge escapes that, goes for a kill switch. Uh, Orton escapes that. Edge hits like a reverse X factor, gets a two, goes for a spear. Orton evades that, goes for an RKO. Edge escapes that, hits the kill switch, gets a two count, and they start doing other people's finishes. Mm-hmm, Orton yeah. hits a pedigree. Edge kicks out of that. Edge then hits a rock bottom. That was rad. Out of it. That was yeah, so that was cool. cool. And there's an extended sequence where Edge is going for a bunch of roll-ups and pinning combinations. Ort kicks out of them all. Oh, it's an RKO. Clearly, that's a tail. It's a tail? Oh, completely, yeah. Oh, okay. I love the idea that it's a tentacle more, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Makes it weird, more surreal. <laughs> um, hits an RKO. Edge kicks out. Um, and then Orton's like, all right, I got one thing left in the tank. He sets up for the punt. He's setting up. Of course, we know Edge is going to counter with a spear. He does. Doesn't pin. Hits another. We think, that's it. Edge is one. No. Orton kicks out of two spears. So then uh, or, or Edge goes to the second rope. Jumps off. Orton catches him with an RKO. Edge kicks out of that, too. Um, and then Orton uh, starts get, hovering over him, talking trash, stands him up. Orton, or sorry, Edge locks in the arm triangle. And then... Uh, Little Nate, who refereed the match, did see it. Mm-hmm. Orton knees Edge right in the f- front area. Front <laughs> yeah. area. Follows that up with a punt. 
What? You froze right when you were saying front area. You said right in the <laughs> front area. Yeah. Um, and then falls with a punt for the win. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty damn good match, dude. It was a pretty damn was. good match. It yeah. was. I mean, the, the the level of false finishes and kicking out of finishers is not something we, we generally see in WWE matches, especially outside of WrestleMania. Yeah. Which brings up kind of another point now that I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I want to say this before we continue. Uh, Orton slapped the heck out of his leg when he hit that punt. I know. It was great. Why don't they do more of these? Um, you know, with all the false finishes, with, you know, using... I mean, it's 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 been seven years since Orton's hit a punt on somebody, and that makes it special. That makes it really special. Definitely, definitely. But, like, I do feel that they sort of, you know... Orton sort of proved Orton and Edge sort of proved that if any number of wrestlers who have enough experience and who have the ability mentally to put on one of these matches, they can. WWE just doesn't have them do it. I know. Um, and that's a I, shame. I wonder if WWE worries too much about the idea of protecting finishes. Mm, um, could be because like we we see in New Japan where especially the the huge spotlight matches say at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, G1 final, Dominion, so on and so forth. Um, their marquee matches of the year. They they will book the match to be as dramatic as possible. If that means kicking out of finishers, so be it. That being said, there's a handful of finishers that are really protected. I don't think anybody kicked out of a one winged angel, uh, at least while Kenny was on his 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 major run right before he left. You know, mm-hmm. the last two three years, mm-hmm. that finish was relatively protected. You know, Rainmakers yeah. usually takes two three four of them for Okada to win a match. Mm-hmm. Naito rarely wins a major match with just one Destino. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I don't, it, it doesn't make me feel like the, their finish is any less uh, worthy of being a finisher. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like far too often when someone hits finish and that's the finish, you're like, all right, well, we know emphatically when someone hits the finisher, the match is over. Sometimes it's nice to see now if everybody's kicking out everybody's finish all the time, it's not the same thing. Right. Yeah. But every once in a while, if, if Orton hits an RKO, which is a pretty protective finisher, and someone kicks out, you're thinking, well, damn. Mm-hmm. Things just got interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That being said, there's some finishes that, like, right now, no one should kick out of a Claymore, period. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways. No, it was a hell of a match. It really, it really it was, was fun. a hell of a match. It was a lot match. of fun. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, and then, yeah, they tried to stretch out edge and he said, no, no stretcher. Um, and they had a fairly dramatic, you know, back and forth showing Orton in close up and his reaction and edge and his reaction. So, uh, so yeah, like you said, dude, it's been reported that, uh, edge has a torn triceps. He's probably gonna be out four to six months. Um, and, uh, hopefully within that span of time, when he does come back, uh, we'll have some fans in the audience. So yeah, maybe that, six, uh, if it's four to six months, we're talking Survivor Series at best, probably. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Josh Denby says, didn't you say Bobby should have kicked out of a Claymore earlier? Yeah, I did. I did, and I think he should have. I think that would have been rad. Because the thing is, they're building up Lashley so much. Why not? You know, why not? Because the as much as they're building up Lashley, they're worried about establishing Drew Moore as champion, so they want to protect his finish. I understand why they would protect his finish. Well, I understand that they want to. I just I would rather see that. So there you go. Anyways, that's it for our review. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow with our news brief. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move 
for your words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.